Melissa Vontek, and welcome to episode 61 of Books Cubed, the show where I chat with the authors you should be reading. It is Thursday, April 30th, 2020, and I've got a great show for you today. I have got uh, TK Lawyer, who has been on before, and I'll have a link in the show notes uh, to the episode she was on, and she does paranormal romance. And this time she's got a new book out, relatively new. It came out just a couple months ago. It is called Serenade, and it is very good. And she's going to read the first chapter, which is about 20 minutes long, I think. So uh, go grab some tea and get a nice relaxing spot on the couch and have a listen. We will get right to that. Uh, just a quick sec. Uh, behind me, you can see if you're on video that I have got my new book cover behind me. I've got a new book out. It is called How to Square Your Grouper. It's book two in the June Nash Mystery Series. Uh, book one is How to Square, uh, book one is How to Sex Your Snake. <laughs> yes, I know the titles. Uh, book one has been out for a while. Uh, book two is out. It's on pre-order right now till May 10th, 2020, and then it is live. And uh, you can see from the cover, you just see your grouper, but it's called How to Square Your Grouper. I just can't figure out how to show the entire cover as my virtual background. So if you know how to fix that, uh, drop down to the show notes and um, let me know. Or I suppose I could look it up. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I, I, I think it's on one of my boards here somewhere. I've got whiteboards all over my office, and that's how I write. I, I outline on whiteboards, and I've got... Um, Oh, like half a dozen whiteboards everywhere. And uh, I write each thought in a different color. And it's become kind of overwhelming because I have so many things that I'm doing for this book release. Uh, and I need to, to get a few more done so I can erase things off my board and find notes. So anyway, now that I've kind of rambled for a bit here, uh, let's get to TK Lawyer and um, we'll chat after. Okay, I wanna welcome TK Lawyer. Hey there. And uh, TK is going to read from one of her latest books, which is Serenade. And uh, she's been on the show before. She writes Angel Romance. Uh, this one isn't Angels, though, is it? No. It's no. This is different. Okay, great. And uh, her books are very good. And um, let's see, I'm going to read her bio for those who have not listened to that other show. And I will put that other show's link in the show notes so you can hear um, the other one. Okay. Uh, about TK Lawyer, passionate, playful, paranormal, award-winning paranormal romance author TK Lawyer has been writing since high school, but it was sometime in 2011 when her writing blossomed into a career. Craving excitement and adventure, she jotted down a few notes and never looked back. She writes what she loves with a realistic, realistic twist, I can speak, um, fiery paranormal romance with curvy girls and alpha protective possessive males. Each unique tale is standalone with a guaranteed HEA. What's HEA? Happily ever after. Ah, happily ever after. She loves to hear from fans and invites them to contact her. New readers are encouraged to open one of her books and dive in. Enjoy the fantasy world she builds solely from her imagination. And um, you have a website and things, right? You do, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, and we'll give all that at the end. She is going to read for you guys today from, uh, like I said, her, uh, one of her relatively new books, Serenade. So I'm just going to have her go for it. And uh, I'll be popping the cover of the book over her talking so you can see the great cover. So <laughs> go ahead. Okay. 
Chapter one. A loud whoosh followed by a bang disturbed Kingsley Crandall's slumber. He jolted out of his overstuffed easy chair and growled at the invisible intruder, baring his sparkly white teeth in a sinister snarl. In an attempt to unveil the invader, he slashed at the curtains before shoving them aside, but saw nothing. Realizing his mistake, he hung his head. No one had entered his home. It was only the wind that disturbed his serenity. He blamed it all on the vivid nightmare that disturbed his reality. His muscles tensed in areas he hadn't used in months. His nerves were taut and sliced uncomfortable zings through the corded muscles of his stomach and up through his chest, ping-ponging within the shell of his skin, ratcheting up his blood pressure till it spiked to overload and making him grit his teeth. Someone kidnapped his girlfriend and they were going to pay. This caused him to shake the dream cobwebs from his head. She wasn't his girl, at least not yet. Kingsley was in between romances and unwilling to try his hand at dating again. Why should he? He was no longer interested in temporary, not when he wanted to make. The woman in his dream was definitely her. He recalled the fine details of her luscious hair, sexy mouth, and curvy form. When the male snatched her from his arms, he roared, ready to rip the kidnapper's throat out, but the male was too quick. Instead, Kingsley stood frozen, watching the amazing gift of a woman meant for him being ushered away from him. She screamed and called out, but he could only gaze at her with an intense longing that didn't dissipate until the loud bang of the window jarred him from his nightmare. Kingsley tapped his fingers across his chin while slumping into a straight back chair be behind his wooden desk. Options. There were too many of them. He sighed as he passed his hand across the top of the polished piece of furniture that always stirred pride up within him amidst the large library of books surrounding him. This is what he needed, a reprieve, albeit temporary, from the roaring images of the vivid dream he struggled to remember and couldn't forget. He was ready for something else, a diversion of sorts, something fun, different, and not girlfriend being taken away from him violent. Rarely were there days Kingsley was free from his mounting list of taxing chores, but today was one of them, and he had no idea what to do. He pondered over the 101 possibilities scrambling for top rank, running through his head and settled on visiting a local but well-known spiritualist camp to attend a gallery reading. As part of his job, he was almost always in the spotlight, but he preferred dropping into the background to observe others. After a long, stressful week, a bit of people watching was in order. Spiritual readings always gave him ample opportunity to watch others. That is, unless they called on you. A private person, Kingsley would have to pass on the opportunity. He was merely an observer to the event and not interested in having his life read before an audience. Besides, those kinds of things could be risky, especially for him. When it came to the spirit world, he wasn't sure what to make of it or the goblet gook, some sputtered as casually as if they were speaking English. However, he believed in the paranormal. He had to, he had no other choice. Kingsley had a secret, but keeping it was tougher. Attending one of the reading sessions was likely a foolish endeavor for one never knew what might happen amidst a crowd of humans discovering him in their presence. Still, 
he was fascinated with the concept of spirits and just about anything paranormal, as he was living proof of their existence. However, he was also wary of psychics and being outed. Keeping his secret intact was paramount to maintaining the quiet, peaceful life he craved. He clicked the button and shifted in the leather seat of his black Camaro, marveling again at the sleek beauty and perfection of the car as it molded comfortably to his body. The color was purposely chosen as it blended well amidst the darkness of the night. He preferred concealment to standing out, especially since he didn't have that luxury under normal circumstances. As a paranormal being, the color white stood out like a sore thumb among the varied green and maple brown colors of his comfort zone. Blending in wasn't something that came naturally to him. He might as well have sported a neon pink color with a target strapped across his chest during his nightly nature excursions beyond his backyard, for he shined just as brightly. Chuckling with a comical image of standing in a dense wooded forest adorned with dazzling hot pink, he lightly surprised quite a few people showing up in the striking color, maybe enough to scare up a mate. Wouldn't that be an adventure? Would he be lucky enough to find the one female fated to him if he made such a grand, ridiculous gesture? Maybe he should try it once. His chuckle transitioned to a full belly laugh at the preposterous but hilarious image rolling about in his mind. His heart, however, jolted with excitement and longing at the idea of finding his one true love. For at present, he was alone and single. He parked the car in front of the camp's bookstore his mind stuck on entertaining the idea of finding his, his intended. Kingsley tried but failed, never finding that one rare soul among the female population destined for him. If he was fortunate enough to locate her, he would do so through her delicate scent, a rare and raw concoction of pheromones made just for him. But the question remained, where was she? Wherever she hid, she did an excellent job evading him. Instead, he found several bedmates to occupy his long nights and stave off the loneliness that often accompanied his endless search. If he could only find the one beauty his heart longed for, the empty space within him would fill to capacity. Once he captured her scent, however, there was no turning back. He knew she was out there, but where? Unfortunately, only heaven knew her location. He shifted the accelerator into park and almost hated getting out of the car. The interior's warmth and comfort lulled him, beckoning him to stay for a while. But one look at the digital clock reminded him he was running late and he didn't want to be the last one in the building. Kingsley tore himself away and was soon pulling on one of the heavy double doors, which led to the inside of a small chapel. Briefly, he imagined church members fleeing for their lives hands flailing about, screaming at the top of their lungs, recognizing they were not among their own. Spiritualist or not, most people didn't like his true form. For the most part, his kind was misunderstood, and it was fear that drove humans to kill or even torture his population. He was not in the mood for people's misperceptions and didn't have the time to go into lengthy explanations regarding what he was. For now, he would remain in his human disguise. Flipping through the doorway, he chose a chair toward the back of the church and waited patiently for the session to start. He didn't have to wait long. 
One of the members stood up and introduced the first psychic. Kingsley smiled as a woman beside him gleefully commented that she hoped she'd be called upon. She then chatted with a female on the opposite side of her, eyeing the psychic at the same time and trying to draw her attention to their table. Kingsley grumbled when her efforts proved successful and the psychic stalked straight towards him instead of her. Stating she felt a strong energy coming from him. She offered a free reading, which he politely declined among startled gasps surrounding the room. Amidst the flapping of mouths and stark surprise lingering in the small crowd surrounding him, he softened his rejection with a well-intentioned fib, stating he had received a reading recently and wanted to give another the opportunity. However, his heroic effort was met with humor. Laughter followed as the psychic made a comment, which Kingsley grudgingly tolerated. He lowered his head to diffuse the situation and detract attention away from himself. After what seemed a mini eternity, the psychic finally moved on. She strode toward another at the front of the room when at that same moment, the door in the back of the church opened. Kingsley drew in a deep breath of air. The weight of his body lightened and immense joy filled the dusty caverns of his heart. His eyelids fluttered and he sighed loudly. By gods. Where is this scent coming from? He forced open his eyelids to take a good look at the intruder. Could it be? He waited so long. Kingsley's jaw dropped open and his eyes widened as sunlight washed over the floor tiles immediately in front of the exit door. While attention returned to the psychic talking animatedly with her new victim, Kingsley couldn't turn away from the slight interruption occurring at the back of the chapel. His relaxed mouth lengthened lifting into a wide grin. The most incredible vision bounced off his startled irises, stopped his breathing, and then kick-started his heartbeat from a trot to full gallop, mimicking the steady hoofbeats of champion racing stallions. An alluring candy-sweet scent he never encountered before accompanied the siren, wafting through the doorway into the hollowed room. Kingsley whimpered and rolled his eyes heavenward. A heady, blissful sensation instantly whirled around in his brain, ping-ponging across the synapses, making everything pop and fire in sweet succession like mortars during an Independence Day celebration. He grabbed the metal sides of his chair and struggled to remain seated. What was this delicious scent tantalizing him? His strong knees softened and he, as he watched the woman walk quickly up the main aisle, her low heels click-clacking, against the wooden floor, despite her effort to sneak by unnoticed. Truly, there was nothing this woman could do to remain hidden. The savory dish brazenly passed by him, taunting and teasing his muscles to spring into action. He tamped down the urge to grab at her and toss her onto his lap, growling at anyone who dared defy his action. Instead, he reached down toward the metal handles jutting out from either side of his cushioned seat to steady himself from falling out of the chair, concerned if he didn't hold on tight that he'd tumble over her and pin her onto the ground in front of the entire congregation. Wouldn't that be a delightful experience? He grinned with the image peppering his impure thoughts. His breathing hinged near non-existence as his eyes alighted on the most radiantly beautiful face he'd ever encountered. He flared his nostrils with her delightful lingering scent this gorgeous female he hadn't known existed teased him by her mere existence 
and boldly sat in a chair only three seats from his. He groaned when her curvy bottom fluttered onto the seat. He willed himself to maintain his composure long enough to endure the hour-long agonizing session. Afterward, he was free to play, but unfortunately the readings had only just begun and there were 57 long, mind-numbing minutes left. Kingsley glanced over at the hands on the wall clock, willing the time to speed up while he readjusted himself in his seat. Tick-tock, tick-tock. The seconds ticked by slowly, thrumming steady beats into his head as one psychic after another stepped up to the podium and picked out random people from the audience. Seconds turned into minutes, and minutes turned into ten. It took every bit of his reserve for him to remain seated when his wolf urged him to clear the path between them, throw her over his shoulder in a fireman's lift, and head to his car. He breathed out heavily as he strained to remain his composure in the crowded room. Oh no, he silently swore, her sensuous aroma wafting in his direction only a pounce away proved to be slow torture. Desire sped through his veins, images of leaping atop her, ripping the dress off her delectable body and ravishing her fully among the astonished, slack-jawed audience members intruded and corked up a salacious smile. Overcome with ferocious need, his body shivered as he pictured the delightful scene. Parts of him, which despite the availability of willing females hadn't seen action in several months, came alive. As a rural male, Kingsley was never short of bedmates. However, his trysts became less frequent as the years droned by. He took a lover occasionally now and then, when his body desired intimate play with a soft, supple, warm female, or during the full moon, when his need and desires were intertwined as one. Still, no sex act would equate to mating with his one. It was this way with all his kind. When Kingsley finally mated, it would be forever. His eyelids twitched as he sensed a change happening within him. He knew the color of his irises darkened, for it always did when he was aroused, all because of one unaware female. The scintillating enchantress sitting mere seconds from him was a teenage boy's wet dream walking in heels. His irises, likely the color of the darkest night, churned as his brain blasted erotic images of him slipping off her kitten heels and tearing to shreds the clothing that imposed a barrier between their joining. She was a vision, one he craved solely for his own sordid fantasy, each one ending with her open mouth moans. He closed his eyes on purpose, pretending to meditate or contemplate larger-than-life theories, when in reality he attempted to hide the truth of his true nature in case anyone glanced his way. If the audience knew one of his kind was in the room, chaos would ensure. Slapping his hands over his quivering nose, threatening to elongate into a full-fledged snout, he tried to hide the effect of the delicious siren that caused transformation to his physical features. Her essence wreaked, Her essence wreaked havoc within him, stirring up the beast inside and threatened his true self to break free. He breathed out a long exhale, inhaled slowly, and then blew out the air he withheld once again until he couldn't take any more. Lifting from his seated position, he forced his legs to move toward the back of the church instead of what he wanted to do, which was slide over three chairs to sit next to the delicious morsel he itched to savor. One foot in front of the other, he willed himself forward, 
Pacing away from her, though his heartbeat balked at his escape, and his taut nerves protested each laborious step. He caught her gaze following him as he stalked through the endless hallway. Ignoring his rational mind, urging him to ignore her, he glanced back at her to find her shy away from him with a partial smile. Gods of thunder. Her smile could bring warriors to their knees. Did she notice him? What did she think of him? Above all else, what was he going to do now? Being 50% paranormal had its privileges. He was not only stronger than most men, swifter, and yes, dare he say it, devilishly charming. He also had the advantage of slowly aging while his healing capacity increased. Having lived a decade shy of 200 years, he didn't look a day over 30. This was both an advantage and a disadvantage to him, especially when it came to the ladies. Sadly, some women were predictable, fawning all over him, willing to share their bodies, or solely interested in the privilege his money afforded. These were not the type of women he wanted to attract, but due to his youthful appearance, mature women, for the most part, shied away. What he wouldn't do for an intelligent, sexy cougar. However, his search was over. Once he figured out how to properly introduce himself to the starlet sitting with her back to him, she would become his, with no hope for anyone else. She just didn't realize her fate. Though she ignored him, he didn't expect a different reaction, for she wouldn't recognize him yet. However, he aimed to test the waters and to see what worked in order to jar her cell memory, because somewhere deep inside her, she knew him and what he meant to her. The connection wasn't as instantaneous with human beings as it was with his kind. Their sense of smell was dull compared to his. Therefore, awareness would not occur with that sense. Neither was speech, hearing, or seeing. But touch, ah, that might be the exception. The opening he needed to unleash her subconscious. If only he could sneak a simple caress without feeling her up. The latter he was more than willing to accomplish, but only with her wanton body ready and eager to participate. He stared at her voluptuous form squirming in her seat while he formulated a plan to meet her. There was no need to confirm she was his match. He already knew. Her unique scent informed him. If she were lost in a foggy, musky crowd of people, he would have found her. The potent mix of her delectable scent drew him to her like a sailor to the ocean siren helplessly lured by her enchanting song. Little was she aware that her provocative scent, what humans call pheromones, was created for a sole delight to entice him, alerting him to her presence and evoking his inner beast to mate. Goosebumps covered his legs as he watched her from the back of the room. He tried to act normal, whatever that was at the moment, but he couldn't tear his gaze away from her. Already he felt the emotional attachment growing within him and the bond between them strengthening his need to protect her. He scanned over her beautiful long black hair and her voluptuously curvy body he itched to mark thoroughly with his bare hands. She was short in stature but well proportioned. His gaze took in every one of her delicious enticing curves, weaving vividly body images and leaving little to the imagination. Kingsley sensed his tongue lull out of his mouth a glob of drool ending its way to one side. He quickly wiped it away before anyone noticed the effect his dream girl had on him. How ungentlemanly, he chided himself. 
he must be more conscious of his actions. However, keeping control was nearly impossible in the presence of this goddess. Whatever she wanted, he'd give her. That was a problem. He closed his eyes and breathed in her lovely scent again with a long and low whimper of desire until he realized what he did. Snapping his eyes back open, he glanced about the room to find several people turned in their chairs facing his direction, including the sultry temptation with a full set of lips he'd love to, someone cleared their throat. Guess we have a spirit animal loose in the room after all. A plump mature female with electric blue rimmed eyeglasses stood to one side of the podium, her belly shaking with laughter while others in the room followed suit. Kingsley sighed with relief as groups of audience members turned away from him, focusing once again on the reason for the assembly. Most everyone's attention was off him except one. His sultry temptress gaze lingered her marked attention burning hotly across his body. She peered over at him, caught his glance, and then crinkled the corners of her saucy mouth up into a shy smile before she averted her gaze. Her subtle hint gave Kingsley pause. He was used to flirtation, and he was pretty good at reading interest, but he couldn't tell if this female was being kind or if she wanted something more. Regardless, he had to remain diligent wary of voicing his opinion regarding her enticing scent again in the small overcrowded room of potential hunters. Given the opportunity, most sportsmen pursued his kind. They would either shoot him and leave him for dead, drag his bloody carcass home to be stuffed by a taxidermist, or mount his head to their wall. That or cage him like a wild animal so he'd live the rest of his days in a tiny prison on display like a commonplace zoo animal. He snorted in disgust at the options humans typically chose when faced with his type. He partially blamed television and old folk tales for the fear that ran rampant in some towns. His kind weren't scary or only protective and territorial like most mammals. The readings continued for several more minutes until an older gentleman approached his mate. Kingsley straightened his back and sharpened his ears to listen in on their conversation. He stood ramrod straight against the white wall in the back of the church, the muscles in his legs taut and ready in case he had to scoop her up and race away from the intruder in order to keep her safe. Instead, the gentleman asked if she wanted a reading and Kingsley grinned. Now we're talking, he muttered under his breath, barely able to breathe with anticipation. The more he knew about his intended, the better. He wanted to know everything. You are gifted the male with a green sweater vest said, but you have not used your gifts. Spirit is asking that you explore your unique talents because you will be able to help others with them. She nodded and batted her eyelashes in a likely effort to stop forming tears from falling past her eyelids. Kingsley was humbled by the sweet innocence he sensed within her and her bravery for continuing to listen when she was clearly affected by the psychic's words. You have an older mother-like figure that has passed on. She is telling me that you have much more potential and to pounce on it like a cat before any more time goes by. Despite the female sniffles, Kingsley could not stop the impure thoughts forming in his mind. He knew exactly what he would like to pounce on. And yes, the girl had potential to be wooed, charmed, undressed, and explored slowly and surely by none other than him. 
her potential was covered in the far edges of his dirty mind. He already placed her in various positions and took her to heights of ecstasy he wouldn't experience anytime soon, for she didn't know him. However, Kingsley had to focus on thoughts other than his own personal desires. The psychic spoke of his mate's potential in the form of gifts to help others. He expected no less. Any mate of his would have to be a philanthropist of sorts, as Kingsley believed in giving back. By the psychic's rendering, this woman was talented, possibly psychic herself, but she didn't know it. That was an area of concern for Kingsley. How psychic was she? Did she sense his beast inside? Is that why she smiled at him? Because she knew what he truly was? No, no, that wouldn't do. He would have to proceed with caution until he knew more about her. Regardless of the imminent danger involved, Kingsley was determined to know her. The female needed to discover him too, for she was meant for him. Once Kingsley placed his paws on her, thank goodness he was a distance away from her. In reality, Kingsley's will and determination wouldn't be contained if he wanted her now. He would have broken the short distance easily if it weren't for self-control, mentally tethering him to the back wall. He wasn't going to embarrass himself further by giving in to his ideas and instincts. Instead, he was going to stand by the exit door and make his way out to the adjoining bookstore five minutes before the session ended. There, he would secretly await his fated temptress appearance, being that the only way out of the church was through the bookstore. His gaze darkened and he watched her hungrily from the invisible safety of the door frame. She would be his soon. Kingsley silently growled in his mind, or he thought he did. Several participants whipped their heads toward him and stared. It sounds like lunchtime. We will be ending soon, the psychic cheerily rang out. Rolling laughter ensued while Kingsley sheepishly ambled away from the crowd and out the door. Well, that was the end. And I, I was muted, sorry about that. <laughs> Let me turn my light back on. <laughs> Which I'm going to do first. I was so into the story, I lost all track of what I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Um, wh when did that book come out? Uh, a couple months ago. Uh, where are we? We're in April. So it came out like part about February. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I, that's, um, that, that's good. I, I'm liking that one. Um, we'll have, I'll have links in the show notes, but when people, if people want to hear more, uh, they can get paperback or ebook right now, and you're looking at getting audiobooks done, right? I'm hoping, yes. I would love that. Okay, so where can they find you? Uh oh, there you go. You froze for a second. Where can they find oh. you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the audiobooks would be great. I'm going to look into that. Yeah, where can they find you now to find the book? I'm on Amazon, um, and then we'll have that link up. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll send it to you. Yeah. I'm actually I'm on Amazon, Kobo, um, Barnes and Noble. What else? Oh my goodness, there's so many out there. It's crazy. I'm uh, scribbed. I'm on like everything. <laughs> yeah, and and are you in Overdrive? So there, so that it could be available in libraries. Uh, yes, I am actually. Okay, so I've talked about this on the show before. If you want to get books through your library, you download the Libby L I B B Y app, and you hook your book your excuse me you hook your library card to it and then you can get the books delivered to your kindle or to your audio 
um, to your whatever audio program you use. And if someone's book is not available, you can request your library get their book, which is fantastic for indie authors because the more requests there are, the more of these li local libraries will add these indie authors to their stacks. Uh, so it's a win-win for everyone. You get to hear the book for free, but they also get paid every time the book is borrowed through a library. So Libby is wonderful. So I will have links in the show. I've talked about it before, but I will have links in the show notes for Libby um, also. And I'll have your website uh, where people can find you. Yeah. And um, gosh, uh, how are you, you know, with this crazy times right now, how are you doing? Oh, doing good. You know, staying home most of the time, unless I need something, doing a lot of hand sanitizing, <laughs> a lot of washing. I think my house has not been cleaner. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, that's one of the, like, I hate to say there's good things, but it's um, on the positive side that yeah. uh, a lot of us are spring cleaning and uh, cleaning like every surface in the house. Yeah, my hands um, from, from I've got gloves. I, because I dye my hair, I happen to have a large box of gloves that I had bought before all this started. So thankfully um, I've got gloves so I can use that when I take care of the house. And I happen to have bleach because Every time I dye my hair, I have to use bleach to clean the shower because we're oh, renting. Yeah. yeah. If I wait too long, then I've got to use, I can't just use bleach to pour over it and clean it out. If I wait too long, I've got to use those little um, laundry bleaches. There's, it comes oh, in a white okay. stick with a blue label and you just you squeeze it directly onto the grout and mm -hmm. it will dye it back to the color. Mm -hmm. So uh, <laughs> that's a lot of work, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that I happened to have a bottle of bleach before all this started. Thank God, because yeah, yeah. now you don't even see it in stores. Crazy I times. Um, read, read people, do more reading, you know, try not, try to take your mind off of what's happening and escapism is yeah. so great. And tomorrow's books were so great for escapism, especially the angel series. How many are in the angel series? Five. There's five. five. So yeah. there's five in that series. Do you, and then you've got this one and is this is a standalone, right? Yeah. All of my books are standalone. So okay. even the five angels are standalone books within the series. Yeah. That's a guardian league angels. Yeah. Okay. Great. And, and that's good. Is serenade, uh, the Arctic wolf shifter. And then I have nightfall and he is, um, he's a basic random wolf shifter. <laughs> <laughs> All of them are different kinds of wolves. So he's your basic wolf. Um, yeah. And he's my first wolf shifter and there's angels and diamonds which is my own anthology of several um several stories and each one having an angel and diamond in it and then um i have shifter shorts which is all paranormal shifters different kinds of shifters some very unique like a gargoyle and a shark shifter um i also have a hybrid shifter in there he's part dragon and vampire and so <laughs> which was really Right. <laughs> I'm part dragon and part vampire. vampire. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that is fantastic. Yeah. And that's in the short shifters. Shifter shorts. Yeah. Shifter shorts. So that's in shifter shorts. So cool. You won't you won't miss it because literally it's a laundry line with all kinds of boxers. So and when you see that you're like, okay, it's shifter shorts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. Yeah. Boy, you know that could be its own little subgenre that because that that's that actually is really interesting so I, i'm gonna look for that one uh so so you have a website and it is what is the website 
Uh, it is through, oh gosh, I'd have to get it out. It's through WordPress. So um, that's my website. It's like a blog. So, but, and I'm also on Facebook and Amazon. So Facebook is literally PK lawyer author. So I'm always on Facebook. So literally if anybody wants to talk to me, I'm there, you know, readers can interact with me. Um, I'm always on my fan page. Also have an author store on there on, on Facebook. So they can look and see my swag and my books and my nice. jewelry. So yeah. <laughs> nice. And I should have grabbed my magnet. I've got one of the magnets for the angel series on my fridge. So oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. think of you every time I open my refrigerator. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Yeah. You buy a book, you get a magnet. <laughs> cover. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. This was great. I really enjoyed hearing the book. Uh, if you are listening, you can drop down to the show notes. If you're on the podcast, normally I say, pull your car to the side of the road, but none of you should be driving right now. So oh. you are at home. So just uh, look down at the show notes and you will see links to TK's books and uh, Facebook and her website and everything we talked about today. Uh, I've got it on my board written. So hopefully I remember everything. <laughs> and uh, if you're on YouTube, you know how to look and you know how to comment and all that. And uh, if you've read her books, leave a comment, let her know what you thought. Uh, definitely. Um, and uh, thank you for this today. And as soon as you have something new and exciting, let me know and I'll be come back and do another reading. I will. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks, TK. I love the idea of dragons and vampires. So I'm definitely going to be checking out, was it shifter shorts or short shifters? Anyway, the clothesline with all the boxer shorts. I remember seeing that cover. So I'll go back and look for that one, especially you will find links to everything we talked about in the show notes. If I did not mention a link, drop down in the comments and let me know, hey, where's the link that you mentioned that you were going to say and you didn't do it? Uh, I think that's it. I'm checking my board. So uh, let's see. Yeah, that's it. Um, if you have any comments, don't forget to drop down to the little link. If you're on the podcast, that's the only way I'll see it is if you click on that link. And if you're on YouTube, you know what to do. That's easy to find. We're also on uh, Books, um, Books Cubed. It's also on Instagram. I can talk. So it's uh, books underscore Instagram. If you have a book I should read or if you're an author and I should read your book, let me know. Uh, drop down. Give me a note. Um, give me a link to it. That would be great. And uh, that's it. Uh, let's see. I need to take a long walk and kind of clear my head because I'm kind of rambling now. I think it's just a byproduct of um, these crazy times, you know? Okay, so uh, take a look. I'll have the links also from my book, which is How to Square Your Grouper, not just Your Grouper, which is all it says in the corner there. And uh, that's it. Go, I'll have a good show next week and go read a good book. Mm -hmm.